conversation, we are going to explore what means to be laid off, EI, and how can EI support our coming back to work. And we are going also to discuss this project that Benjamin is creating. It's a really peculiar and special career book. Welcome, everyone. I'm really happy to have here Benjamin Dehart, facilitator, EI artist, and creative mastermind. We are going to discuss together the experience of being laid off, how AI can support people coming back to work, and how AI is disrupting the work environment. How can we use our creativity to come back to work? And we are going to discuss also Benjamin's project about creating a really specific and special career book. Welcome, everyone. So, Benjamin, uh, thank you so much for being here. It's really a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, I'm following you uh, since I don't know when. Uh, I always, I have always admired your role and your jobs and your work. So it's really uh, beautiful for me to have you as a guest. Let's start with uh, the first question. Uh, what means I'm back for you? Well, thank you very much, Serena, for the kind word first. Uh, what means I'm back for me? I think it has uh, a lot of meanings probably. Basically, it's coming back after a tough experience. And that's something that happened to me quite a lot of times already. I think I'm not going to go through all of them, but basically I changed careers several times. I had some hard moments in my personal life sometimes. And so it's always about uh, coming back, like ready to, to jump into the next train, to do the next step and that kind of things. But of course, sometimes it can be hard and you need time in between. But for me, basically coming back and I'm back is like, yeah, I could overcome this kind of challenge and I could jump across this kind of hole. And yeah, I'm ready to go forward for whatever is going to happen next. There are a lot of discussion at the moment around the tech layoff, and you were part of that. And personally, when I saw that on your LinkedIn profile, I was so disappointed, sad. Uh, I was saying to myself, how can this be possible? <laughs> uh, because... I really see the value of your work. So I'm curious how it was for you to become a layoff and how are you transforming this into a different opportunity for yourself? Yeah, thanks for this question. Actually, uh, I think I can describe it. I can compare it to uh, maybe, uh, I don't know if it's the best visual metaphor or analogy, but it's almost like you would you are in a relationship with someone and you know, at some point, the person just say, ah, I'm sorry, I think it's over, over between you and me. It's not you, it's me, but I'm sorry. You know, something like that. It feels a bit weird, and, but you cannot do anything to change it on one hand. But on the other hand, I was kind of uh, relieved and I felt great. I would say after a couple of days. So first I felt like shocked and I was like, how am I going to do to make money later and that kind of stuff, of course. But I don't know, I felt good because... It's been a couple of months that the work was getting less and less interesting. 
uh, to put it in a, in a few words, uh, basically I was working at Mural, which is a digital whiteboard that you use for collaboration online. And I, I started there like one year and a half during the pandemic. But a few months ago, people started to go back to the office. So maybe there was less hype around like remote collaboration, or I don't know. And many tech companies were starting to lay off as well because of recession and anything. So I, I think, yeah, maybe that's why the job was getting less interesting. They had less things to ask me to do because I was designing workshop, a custom remote workshop. And I don't know, it just felt like the job was being less and less interesting. And I could kind of maybe see it coming. Just uh, I was not sure when or if it would happen. But then when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, at least now I'm going to be able to find other things to do that are more exciting for me. So it was kind of a good news, but of course also bad news because you are like, now I need to find another thing to do uh, to make a living. So I guess maybe I'm lucky because I almost was waiting for the relief in a way, I would say, even if it was great working at Mural for that time and people were amazing, you know, but it's just as it is. It was no more a startup. It was becoming like a scale up. And so, yeah, yeah, the inside politic and the bureaucracy and that kind of stuff, sometimes it kills the creativity and the agile way of working. And so that's just how it was. So, yeah, so I think it was kind of a good thing uh, when I look back and I'm happy that this happened in a way. And actually, maybe you can talk about that later, but it was perfect timing almost because at that time I saw news around AI and you can speak about that later and also VR. And yeah, so I could jump into the next uh, thing that was uh, kind of calling me, I would say the next innovative thing calling me. So in a way, it was a good thing. Yeah. And I'm really curious because you have a super creative mind. But you are also super interested into technology and you are really into AI. So I'm curious about what made you become curious about AI and where you see the connection between the personal and human creativity to AI. Well, I think uh, since I'm young, I've always been interested by kind of the, the future, the science fiction, the tech, that kind of stuff on one hand. And I also enjoy to, to create, like it could be uh, like painting, writing, or anything creative like Lego when I was a kid. So I guess it's always been a mix of both. When I got the laid off for the past six months, I think I was doing like web-free project on the side, like I made a card game, an NFT card game and other things like that. So I, I like to check and to test the new trends to see what is possible to do, what are the opportunities and just to play around with them. And the second thing is, I was also into like visual design, if, even if it was more for workshop, sorry. That was into visual design, like, you know, graphic design, illustration, that kind of stuff, uh, especially for web. And I saw someone that I admire on LinkedIn who posted about this new tool called Midjourney, and he was doing great illustration with this robot. And I was like, what is this? I really need to try it and to play around with it first, you know? So I think that's really the power of the tool to create more things faster that uh, attracted me first. Because, you know, when you are creative, you like to try a lot of ideas at the same time, if possible, and go in all the direction. And so a tool like that, I almost felt like, wow, I could probably do much more with this. Probably not productive uh, result, but I could have fun at least, you know. So I started like that. And yeah, okay, after maybe we can develop, but... I think you can be creative using the robot and the AI, even if some people think it's killing the creativity. I think it depends of how we use it and for which uh, reason. And 
there are a, a lot of fears right now uh, around the AI, especially on the connection between the possibility that AI is going to replace uh, humans. So more laid off <laughs> in the future. What is your personal position around this discussion or conversation? Well, it's a, I think it's a conversation that is happening maybe since the beginning of mankind almost. For example, like 100 years ago, you know, when we started to have cars, it was like, oh, if I'm a, like riding horse for a living, I'm going to lose my job and what is going to happen when you see a car, you know, for the first time. Or same when we had Photoshop, you know, the photographers were like, oh, I'm going to lose my job, what I'm going to do. And uh, there's many other examples. This time you have a, a machine or an automation for something. And it's true that many people are losing their job at that specific time. Some people are jumping on the new trend and adapt and leverage it to create bigger or businesses, I would say. But a lot of people are laid off and then they have to learn new skills and it can be hard. So I think societies always need to take care of this and to try to help the people who are kind of left on the side. But I think it's going to happen anyway. And I think people will adapt sooner or, or later. Yeah, that's the first thing I would say that is going to happen. But also when you see that many laid off, for example, in the tech, there's a lot of laid off, but we can see the negative part. Many people are losing their job. What could happen, like a, a good thing, is that all of these talent are going to be looking for jobs. Some of them are going to create new startups or new companies. And so it's, it's kind of a cycle. You will have new big companies who are going to emerge from this kind of chaos and destruction. It's kind of the economic cycle. And so I think later it will be, there, there will be less laid off and more people working the AI and it's going to kind of be a, a balance. But for the month, it's the time where people are going to lose their job and in the near future, probably also. So we should try to help them to, I don't know, to make it smooth. And yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen, uh, to be honest. But yeah, I think we cannot really stop it. So unfortunately or fortunately. I love the metaphor of building something after chaos and destruction. What is your experience out of that? And what advice can you give to embrace the chaos instead of uh, trying to avoid the chaos and the destruction? I think it's a, a huge part of it is like the mindset. Uh, you, you need to be willing to adapt to the change and to embrace it instead of fearing it which is usually easier said than done, of course. Uh, I'm kind of fortunate because in my life, I had to change career several times and to adapt. So it's kind of easier for me to be in this mindset. But I totally understand when someone, let's say, he maybe he spent five or 10 years in the university to get a degree in some special skill. He worked 10 years in the same company and now suddenly he lost the job because of a robot. And of course, there's a lot of frustration and it's hard to change sometimes, especially when you don't practice. The change kind of. So I think it would be around yet yeah, maybe helping them, teaching them, showing them the opportunities. And it's almost like not a one to one, but yeah, you really need to take everyone as an individual separately and see what is their pain point and how to help them embrace the change. But I think it can be tricky, especially if you are not used to the change. Some people, you know, they travel, they change a lot of jobs. It's kind of easier for them to adapt, but for some reason, for some people, it's harder, of course. And and this is also why I'm so curious about the career book that you are creating. <laughs> Would you like to share more about this beautiful, beautiful project? 
Yeah, sure. So that's a project that I I started. Uh, yeah, a few weeks after the, the laid off at Mural, I think. So I always wanted to write a book. That was one of my bucket lists, you know, to do in life. And I thought it would be more of a fiction book, not a non-fiction first. But I don't know. As I got laid off, I was like, maybe it's a good time to think about career. I was wondering where I should go next. And as I facilitated workshop, design thinking workshop or other kind of workshop for the past couple of years, I was like, maybe there's something to do like with the Ikigai workshop, problem, decision, uh, solution, all the, the workshop that we can do to solve problems or to think about something and to turn it into something else. And so I just started to get these ideas. Maybe I could make a, a series of workshops to help people change career or at least go on a path. That was the first idea. And then I was like, maybe I can turn it into a book instead because I always liked when I was a kid the choose your own adventure book. And I like to kind of gamify my workshop. So I was like, maybe I should try this for, for this kind of big project. I could have chosen to do it just a set of mural templates that people could use, but I was thinking maybe a book would be a, a bigger challenge and I would be motivated to do it. And so it started a bit like that. And uh, yeah, I think I had the structure a bit in mind. It would be a series of exercises that people would do in kind of certain order that would help them go from, I have no idea what I want to do next to. Uh, I have some ideas that I tested already with some first step or some experiment. And then uh, I know what I want to do next. And so I got clarity and I started already to walk on a new path. That's a bit the promise of the book, uh, which is not yet finished. Now I have my structure and I need to write all the kind of story in between the steps to make it more immersive and to, to help bring the, the reader in this kind of personal journey, you know? So it's not finished yet. I'm a bit late, but this is due to AI. <laughs> With the new tools, I got distracted and I need to go back to it. Yeah, I just felt it was the perfect timing to work on a career book while I had to change again career and to reinvent myself once again. Yeah, I wanted to share also my journey as kind of a, an example of how it's possible to do because I felt like many people would lose their job now and in the future. And yeah, maybe this could help them or at least some of them uh, change career and find something more meaningful to do uh, in the future. And what I really like about this book and this concept is that you don't need to know your direction or destination or what do you want to do. Uh, it's really an experience of self-creation, I think. Yeah, that's the bit the idea because it's almost impossible to know what is good for someone, you know, they have, and especially if you are not aware of it yourself, you don't know what what is possible, where to go, and it needs to come from you. So you need to create exercise in a way that people will think about themselves and will realize things, and then it can lead them on a new path. Otherwise, it's almost impossible. You know, you don't change if you don't want to change, kind of, and you cannot go somewhere if you have no idea where to go. But to, to go somewhere and to really think and trust it's the good path, you need to, to think it first. You know, you have to feel it and to think about it. Uh, otherwise not going to work. So it's really about start here, even if you don't know anything, just try to trust the process kind of. I like this. My mural workspace is actually trust the process. But anyway, so I like this idea of try to follow the steps and it should bring you somewhere where you are not there yet and it's going to help you just try the, the path, the journey. So yeah, there is no kind of requirement. The only requirement is like you need to be willing to try to change at least because some people, as I said, don't want. And so it's not going to work for them uh, until 
they are ready to change kind of so you said trust the process uh, i'm adding at least for myself trust yourself uh, meaning that sometimes i realized that i had all the answers or i wa- was able to do the change but i didn't trust myself or my intuition do you have uh, any reflection on this well i think we we almost always know what is best for ourselves it's just uh, are we telling ourselves the truth or are we hiding from the truth because it's easy to think this is the thing i should do but you lie to yourself and you think no because i don't know i have a destructive behavior or, or i'm afraid of failing or i'm afraid of succeeding or anything so you need to trust yourself of course but maybe you can start before trusting yourself trust the process and while doing this you will start to trust yourself for the people who don't trust themselves yet but i think we all have the answers kind of within but sometimes it can take uh, like weeks months decades to realize that we know and we should listen ourselves or our intuition for example uh, but yeah definitely this is a huge part we should believe ourselves but we should not wait that we believe in ourselves to get started and the, i think the working culture is not helping us a lot on this because we are trained to have quick wins to show productivity to show KPIs to show that we are doing something we are achieving something in the short term how can we give ourselves the space and the time for the process to start and to uh be in place well it's interesting what you are saying because i think at least for me what works is maybe not the answer you would expect but as it's hard for me to focus on long term project actually even if it's the long term project who brings the biggest change in life or for business or anything what i try to do is to break it down into small steps not kpi but something like that but my own you know and i just try to to celebrate some quick wins along the journey because otherwise i would just stop focusing or or kind of lose hope or that kind of thing so i think you really need both actually you should not be only the quick wins of course you have to you need a bigger goal and to have this kind of picture that motivates you to go, to go on the long run but i think all these small wins can help you celebrate a bit every day or every week on this new path it's just that it's a path you don't know so you don't know what are the KPIs or what are the, the milestones or anything so you have to try to build them but for yourself and celebrate them yourself and just go on that path so it i think you should keep some uh quick wins but it should make sense and just help you go on this bigger path kind of in a way and they needs to be your personal quick wins not quick wins from uh, yeah, someone exactly. else exactly the, before I, i started working into design thinking and that kind of stuff i had no university degree i was working in restaurant and i wanted to change career at some point but i had no idea where to go what to do first and you know no one was pushing me i just decided myself to go on a path but i had no clue about what would be the path at that time so i wanted to try different things and fields and to see what was kind of matching and so on and so forth And so uh, I had to create for myself some little milestones like oh today I could show up or I could write a post or I could do this thing so I'm kind of happy I did what I had to do but I was the only one creating my task and accounting for myself like no one kind of cared you know at the time so I think it's important to take the time yourself to celebrate what you are achieving by yourself like with yourself kind of in a way you know you don't need the other you don't need this you don't need that 
but it's not easy. Some people would need like the validation of someone else or some proven method or something can work also, of course, for you. I think it's kind of uh, not a strength, but yeah, a good way to go on a new path, I would say. I love uh, this integration with the celebration rituals and that are not so embedded in our culture, I think. Are you doing that also with some journaling practice or uh, taking notes of your achievement or it's a more a personal reflection that you do every week? I think it changed over the years. And actually, I was doing some journaling before I started to change career. And since I started, I kind of stopped journaling. I'm not sure why, but I also started to take much more notes and write down my ideas and how I was feeling about this process. So maybe it kind of replaced journaling. I think it's important to try to keep track of what you are doing because sometimes maybe on a day you are doing like, I don't know, five, 10 tasks and then you just do them. You use, you check, you know, done, 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 done. But then if you don't take the time to reflect, okay, what did I do today? And yeah, I did, I did 10, 10 or 20 tasks. It didn't feel like that, but in the end, I did a lot today. And sometimes you don't feel like that. I think it's important to try to keep track of them a bit, at least your achievement, just sometimes to think, oh, it felt like not productive, but in the end, I did a lot of things. So I should be happy, proud or something. Because uh, once again, probably no one is going to do it for you. So I think it's a good thing to do. Some people like or not to take notes and to track the things. But yeah, I think you should find a system that works for yourself. But I think it's good to, to try to celebrate on this achievement, maybe daily, weekly, monthly, depends on what works best for you. Uh, but yeah. What if someone is coming uh, to you and saying, I'm totally lost? How are you going to reply to this person? Well, I think, uh, I think what's, I don't know if it's scalable once again, but I think you have to speak with them to discover, like, who they are, what they are doing, what they used to do before. It depends if they need like just help for work or the full life, but of course, usually it's connected, but you need to discover more about themselves, their personal story, I don't know, their previous work, their hobby, their life story, because otherwise you cannot really help someone. And yeah, you just need to discover more and more about themselves, but not you kind of, you have to make them realize like what is their past, how they felt, once again, it needs to come from them. So you just need to help them go on that kind of inside journey. So they are more aware of who they are, what they used to like, what they would like to do next. But if they just say, I'm lost, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I'm also, I'm so lost, I have no idea what you should do at first, you know. So you need to go on that journey with them or create a space for them at least to, to discover this about themselves. So we can say that we can be lost together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can discover it. <laughs> How can AI support people that are coming back to a, to to work or to a new career? How to support them? You mean on this new path? I I think one. I, I don't know if it's in the in the field of what we are saying, but one thing that always struck me, uh, especially when I was changing jobs, like other kind of jobs, but anyway, it's the same pattern. Like there is always some kind of like vocabulary, knowledge, things that in some kind of job people do and they expect you to know when you enter this kind of job. So like say I jump in a marketing team, they are going to use many words that maybe I don't know if I'm a developer and so on and so forth. So I think one of the first thing is to kind of have empathy, like the UX stuff, you know, and you should be 
maybe they don't know anything, they are new. Maybe I should not assume that they know all of this kind of specific or technical vocabulary and just start from there. Because they would be probably shamed to ask, what is this word? What is that word? And you don't know if you don't ask them also. So I think it's to create a safe space. Try to guess that they don't know anything yet and, and try to help them yeah, get on board. But really, like not just seeing here are the document, not just try to understand where they stand, what they know or not. And yeah, I think this is a huge part. And people don't often speak about that thing, I would say. But many times I had to change and I was always like, I don't understand these words. I need to do research and I'm stupid if I ask it. It's just waste of time, kind of. People could say, oh, maybe you don't know. Let me just explain you what is this, this and that, you know. Are you using EI for your career book? Uh, so uh, I didn't use it until now. I, might, I mean, I did some experiment with visual AI tools because maybe the book cover will be done with AI. I'm trying to do that. But I could do it also by myself. It's just to see if I can get a, a fun, nice result. This is for the visual part, but for the text, I didn't use it first, but now I'm thinking I might use it for some part as a kind of draft for the text in between. Like I have my steps, but I want to add more interactivity and a nice storytelling, like in a choose your own adventure way. And the AI is quite good at generating draft that after unlock you the, you know, the, the blank page syndrome. So you can overcome this with AI. And then so you can just rewrite as much as you want to make it like your style and your needs. But so I might use it for the draft, I think. And then I will just rewrite, but it's easier for me to just be like, where should I start? What should I write? It's almost like having your own ghostwriter, but it's a robot, but you can speak to it like a ghostwriter. Like, okay, I'm trying to, to write in the style of this and I want to create that kind of emotion and it should include this kind of word or something. So it can help even you brainstorm with yourself, I mean, with the bot, but with yourself. So yeah, I will probably use it, I think. Of course, not for the uh, exercise that are kind of proven design thinking methods and framework, but for, yeah, the storytelling in between uh, as a first draft, I think I will use it, yeah. Do you have like uh, an example of prompt that we, you can ask to AI to reply? Oh, for example, uh, I, I would ask it for the, for the book, like, I could say something like, I am writing a book about a career change and uh, I want it to be in the style of the Choose Your Own Adventure book. So can you write me a couple of sentences where you would add an exercise or an event like, oh, this is the imposter syndrome is going to attack you uh, and the reader should feel, uh, like, should question himself or herself about the imposter syndrome and maybe have an option to say, I'm going to something. So you could speak like that to the robot and it would probably write you a couple of sentences of this situation. Yeah. We are going to close the discussion now. Do you have any additional comments or suggestions for our listeners? I, I think if you are trying to, if you are trying to change career or you are already uh, coming back kind of and found a new path, just be easy on yourself in a way that you probably don't know everything yet and it's okay but try to be positive and open and, and willing to ask questions, even if you think it's silly question, just ask questions to people who maybe knows more than you in this new field where you are at the moment. Just try to embrace the change. And I know just, it's okay if it's not perfect. If okay, it's okay if you don't know everything yet. As long as it's something that makes you feel good, kind of, it's a new path that gives you joy. I think it's important. 
of course, we don't always have the luxury to choose a path that gives us joy at some point, but that's what we should aim for. And, and yeah, be easy, but work hard, but be easy on yourself. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. I learned a lot. Thank you, Serena, for having me. And I'm looking forward for your book. <laughs> yeah, you will be one of the first to know uh, once it's over. I will send it over you uh, so you can try it. Thank you so much, Benjamin, to be here with us. And thank you, everyone, who is listening to this conversation. I feel that we can and need to explore more the uh, integration between AI, human touch, and personal experiences. If you have found this conversation interesting, uh, please feel free to share it with friends and see you next time.